This podcast is part of the Famous Original Podcast Network family. You can find us by going to www.fopnet.biz. Recording on Monday, November 19th, this is the episode 19 news segment. As always, I'm Dan Pineda. In PGA News, the highly anticipated match between Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson will be played on the day after Thanksgiving, this Friday, at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. The two will be playing for $9 million in a winner-take-all match play event that will be played at Shadow Creek in Las Vegas, Nevada. This match will be available on pay-per-view for $19.99 and will be also streamed on some of your local programming on the internet. In NFL news, the QB for the Washington Redskins, Alex Smith, is now done for the season after a gruesome leg injury that occurred during the game against the Houston Texans in Washington, D.C. on Sunday. As Smith was being sacked, his leg turned in a very unnatural way, where it was found that he will need surgery to repair his broken tibia and fibula. This news is slightly spooky, as 33 years ago to the day, Joe Theismann broke his leg on the same day, was also the same age, the Redskins were leading the division, and Joe Theismann was present at the game on Sunday. If that's not spooky, I don't know what is. In NCAA news, the former LSU coach, Les Miles, has now been hired as the head coach for the Kansas Jayhawks. Miles was signed on Sunday evening to a five-year, $13.8 million contract. Miles last coached in the NCAA during the 2016 season for the LSU Tigers. He took his first NCAA coaching job as the offensive line coach for Colorado in 1982. Also in NCAA news, the top four spots in the country remain unchanged but West Virginia falls out of the top 10 after their loss to Oklahoma State, and UCF moves up into the top 10 to number 8 after their win against Cincinnati. From all of us here at Ride the Pine, we also would like to offer our condolences to the family of Stan Lee, who passed away this past week. Our thoughts and prayers go to him and his family. He will be missed by all. This has been the new episode 19 news segment, and now, on with the show. Welcome, everybody, to episode 19 of Ride the Pine on Thanksgiving week. This is a podcast where three friends discuss sports with a side of anxiety and lots of doubt. As always, I'm your host, Dan, joined by my co-host, Ron, this week. We have no Kyle this week. We're we're down a man. But Ron, how are we doing yeah. this week? I'm doing well. A little bit sick, but you know, past that, I guess I'm okay. Well, how no, about you? Not bad. No wonder you slept for 12 hours yesterday. And now I see yeah, why. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. It was uh, it was kind of crazy because I've started to get back into you know making YouTube videos and stuff for video games. So I've been staying up a lot later. I feel like you know editing and just you know a bunch of other stuff, and then you know getting sick on top of that. Yeah, it just makes sense, I guess. Yeah, 
Sounds like mm-hmm. you're staying busy over there, and that's what we like to hear. But uh, yeah, this is uh this is a pretty interesting week in fantasy. In fan, not only fan, sorry, not only fantasy football, but the NFL just in general. Um, a lot of stuff happened this week. Um, yeah, you know, first first things first with uh just the Pittsburgh Jacksonville game. Uh, I know you didn't watch any highlights this week, and you are a bad boy and didn't do your homework. But yeah, I'm very negligent as a host. But Jacksonville was beating Pittsburgh for 95% of that game. Oh, really? It, it was 16-6 to six in the fourth quarter. Wow. And, oh, yeah, no way. I saw that. And then Pittsburgh came out and scored a game-winning touchdown when Ben was actually picked off in the end zone. Oh, and really? Then, and then it was overturned on a count that Jalen Ramsey decided to, you know, just destroy someone in the back of the end zone, just yanked him down by his ho- horse collar. That's and then being really p- smart. Yeah, no, not smart Doing at all. Jalen Ramsey saying, Jalen Ramsey thinks, holy crap, I can't talk. Jelly Ramsey. Jelly Ramsey, you know, that guy, yeah. And then on the next play, Big Ben Ram went in, and then they ended up winning 16-13. Oh, wow. Well, actually, sorry, 19-16, to excuse me. Gotcha. But that was a pretty crazy game. Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean... That's why you can't take stupid penalties, and uh, you know, it's just, if people would just figure this kind of thing out, and you know, maybe stop having such a giant ego about you know their abilities, then uh, I don't know, maybe you wouldn't have that loss on your record. No, you got that right. Um, one game that kind of shocked me this week, I definitely wanted to touch on in this first segment, was the fact that the Arizona Cardinals are at home, and you couldn't beat the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I mean, to be fair, you know, it was, what was it, like a two-point game? Something like that? Yeah, two points. So, uh, I'm And st- I know we said uh, off off mic that, you know, my my start didn't do that great, but he was the, lush, the, re- the leading rusher. Wow, holy crap. I really can't talk today. <laughs> he was the leading rusher. Uh, are you <laughs> okay? I I might be you know experiencing some side effects from a little bit a little bit of cold medicine, but you know, <laughs> past that I'm fine. Okay, just checking. What were you saying? Yeah. Oh, um, I was just saying that uh, the David Johnson was the le- leading rusher, and I'm pretty sure that's the guy. No, that's not who I picked. Yeah, you you're picked, right. No, no you, I picked, am, you picked you picked Doug Martin. My bad. I got those two mixed up somehow. Okay, continue. Uh, so anyway, um. It was all around. It was a, it was kind of a, a messy game. I'll be honest. Like first, uh, Derek Carr, I believe it was in the second quarter. He overthrew a receiver by I kid you not by like half a football field. It was pretty pretty awful. And then he goes oh, to the wow. sideline, and you see John uh, John Gruden. Uh, he said something to him. He said something to Carr as he walked away to the sidelines, and Carr kind of put his hands out like, "What? I don't I don't know what you're talking about." And then you see Gruden's <laughs> face slowly go from like a like a crap eating uh, eating grin to like a oh come on don't be a, don't be a, don't be a dick uh, yeah and it slowly got heated and oh, really? to the point where players had to separate the two and then wow. by the end of the game they're hugging each other and I'm just saying to myself what is this bipolar mess that's <laughs> happening in Oakland right now because like one minute you're po'd at each other and the next minute you're like let's go have a beer it's like what (laughs) what's happening i mean 
you know, sometimes you just, you got to laugh at your situation. And I think that's probably what was going on there. They were just laughing at their situation after, you know, they came away with the win. I feel like if they had lost, it would have been a little bit different, but you know. And, and what's actually even crazier, and I actually kept this um, from yesterday. I kept this alert from Bleacher Report from yesterday. So with the Raiders win, because the Raiders were projected to have the number one pick in the draft as of right now, the, the way they were going. Oh, that's shocking. I thought it was the Bills. Don't even. <laughs> the Bills that have at least three wins. The Raiders had one. Let's be real. Um, All right, well, now they have two. <laughs> so the Raiders beat the Cardinals now, right? Right. They now move out of the top pick based on strength of schedule down down the stretch. So mm-hmm. basically what that's, that's saying is that the Raiders will not have a top three pick as they're going oh, right wow. now, that the top pick will in fact go to the San Francisco 49ers. Wow. That's so, bizarre. And, and my thing was, you know, I actually picked Arizona in my pick'em pool or the survivor pool that I'm in. Womp, womp. Um, womp, womp. But one of my, um, actually my sister's boyfriend, Nate, actually also picked Arizona and had the great rationale is Air- Oakland already has guys lined up to pick in their top five for next year. Right. Why would they mess that up by beating the Cardinals? Like, you know you're not making the playoffs. That That's a fact. Yeah. Why would you go and mess up a potential top three pick who could change your franchise? Oh, my God. I can't talk. I'm like you. <laughs> now, I, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, now you can't talk. Um, talk, speak, whatever. Why would you go and mess that up over to, just to be like, hey, we beat the Cardinals. We're not terrible. It's like, no, you're still terrible, but you yeah. just me- could have potentially messed up your future. Because that draft pick isn't just a draft pick. It could, like when you have a top five pick, like if you look at like the history, look at even last year, Saquon Barkley. Yeah, the Giants aren't doing that well record wise, but what he's doing offensively, they can build around that. Right. And when you have a shot at a top three pick, uh, and the fans might not like to hear this, but tank the season, tank yeah. the season, take a top three pick and come back next year stronger. It just wasn't your year. I'm not saying yep. like go out there and purposely like give up, but no. but you know what I mean. Like if you have a shot at a top three, even a top five pick, you you have to do ever do whatever it takes to keep that. Yeah, it's just like the uh, the Sabers a couple of years ago when you know McDavid was coming into the draft. You know everybody was you know cheering for the tank. Like there is an infamous game where you know Phoenix came to town and they were the two lowest teams and everybody in the Buffalo arena was cheering for Phoenix so uh yeah no you should probably at that point just like give up but at the same time so looking at the standings right now i mean we've only got what like 6 weeks left something like that 6 or 7 weeks yeah about that if, and, if not uh, less than that yeah and currently the teams kind of holding it down at the butt end are 500 so like the Ravens are five and five, the Bengals are five and five, Dolphins five and five, Colts five and five, and the Titans are five and five. And then you know you got the Broncos nipping at their heels. The Browns are only like two games out of a playoff spot. Um, and same goes for the Jaguars, the Bills, the Jets, and then the Raiders. So I don't know if I would necessarily count them out just yet because technically they're still in it. But uh, yeah, it's it's not very likely that they're going to get a wild card spot. Yeah, no, you're you're right, and I ju- I just think for the Raiders at this point, 
Okay, great win. Good job. I bet the fans yeah. are like, stop winning. Yeah, <laughs> just, no, that's exactly what it. it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you could have I don't I don't even know what this draft class looks like though. It could be like a really good draft class, could be really, you know, not that impressive. But uh yeah, I think that you know you want to take your chances with a high draft pick. Although knowing the Oakland and their and their uh you know history with the draft, they'd probably pick a punter or something like that. So I will yeah. say this. Um, I'm very excited for one potential guy who's going to be coming into the draft. Uh, he hasn't declared yet, but it's likely that he will probably after the college season ends. Has okay. probably one of the greatest football names I have ever heard. Oh, I think I saw you post about this the other day on His Facebook. name is Chubba Hubbard. <laughs> Get out of here with that name. That name just... Yeah. Imagine, imagine if you will... If he gets drafted by New England, just a hypothetical, and you hear uh-huh. all those ridiculous Boston accents on Boston sports radio, oh God, it's Chubba time! Oh, can't yeah. it's Chubba Bubba time! Yeah, Martha start the car. Oh, oh Martha start the car. It's Chubba Bubba time! Oh my God! I I just salivate at the thought of him even remotely near New England, even if he's in New York, Buffalo. Somewhere up here, where Boston Sports Miami. Radio can, just, and he and and Chubba Hubba drafted by Miami. Damn yeah. it! <laughs> With the number one overall draft pick, uh, I don't know why they have that accent, but yeah, okay. <laughs> he so suddenly uh, went to New York. Uh, yeah, I know. Oh my God, the accents. That's the real. Uh, yeah, it's the New York Jets. Uh, it's New York Jets take on it. <laughs> uh, another game I, I wanted to really touch on was that Sunday night game, um, the Chicago Minnesota game. Chicago, it, they really are. They're the real deal. Um, yeah. Not only can they put up points offensively, and they're not. It's not like they're scoring forty five points a game like the freaking Saints over there. Six straight games yeah. of forty plus points is ridiculous. That's kind of insane. I wasn't even aware of that stat. Um. The Bears, both sides of the ball, are a dangerous team. And it clearly, like, they're in prime time last night, and they mm-hmm. show that they can get the job done. Khalil Mack is just an absolute freak. Uh, Trubinsky is really settling in as just a star in this league. And yeah, I'm not saying their offense is lethal, but it's good enough to beat other teams based on their defense, because their defense can hold teams to 10 14 points a game and you put up 20 you're gonna win every game yeah well you know that's that old cliche you know defense wins championships and i don't know if that's necessarily the case anymore but it doesn't hurt as is proven with uh chicago right now so yeah and on next week on next week's episode uh we are actually going to be making our super bowl predictions all right and so we got to get our research going and See what we think, but um, I gotta tell you, man, kind of a spoiler alert. I don't think I'm moving anywhere from mine. So yeah, I I have a feeling of yours, but but I, I'm gonna be yeah. thinking outside the box a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of some other games. Uh, the Baltimore Cincinnati game uh-huh. really chippy, which was expected. It's a division rivalry, but yeah, man, like I want I want to say like five minutes into the game run, I kid you not, they're like tossing punches. Like oh no kidding oh they they were just going at it all game long. Apparently, it got to the point where an offensive lineman for for Baltimore 
spit in the face of the linebacker for Cincinnati. Oh, wow. It it, it got that's bad. A, it got bad really yeah. quick. <laughs> that sounds like it kind of devolved really quickly. But so I don't really expect anything less from those two teams. They're they're both no. very aggressive on both sides of the ball. Yeah. And it's just no like doubt. I I really um, I know I'm supposed to be unbiased, but god, I really don't like either of those teams. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with having preferences. We're not real journalists, so totally you know, and get and, paid for this. And, and <laughs> not to mention to <laughs> I wish we got paid for it. That'd be sweet. Yeah, I know. Patreon.com forward slash ride the pine pod, I think. Maybe yes. just forward slash ride I, the pine. I Search think it's both f- of them. Search for both of them, you'll find us there. Um yeah. I believe I correct me if I'm wrong, I believe the Bengals lost that game. And, um yeah, Baltimore won twenty four twenty one. Uh not surprising considering the Bengals hired Hugh Hugh Jackson. Uh, what what yeah. what are you thinking? Yeah, that's uh that's a questionable call considering uh what just happened in Cleveland and also his track history in Buffalo. So Speaking of Cleveland, I'm glad you reminded mm-hmm. me. What was with that report of Condoleezza Rice being asked to be the head coach of the Cleveland Browns? Oh, dude, I don't know. That's, I I don't know. I guess she has a lot of, like, history with college football. Like, I think that her dad used to be a coach or something, and she grew up around the game. So she's actually really knowledgeable about it, and she's a Cleveland Browns fan. But she said, you know, that experience has a lot more to do with it and like that she thinks they should go for somebody else and you know they both basically refuted the reports but man that would have been huh that if you needed any more proof that we're living in a simulation that would have been uh that would have been it (laughs) And, and, and you know my other thing though ron is you know at first i was like oh is this from some tabloids web website i don't know if i think this is true um it it was adam schefter reported yeah. that so there was no yeah. there was no saying oh hey this is this is potential great fake news get everybody talking yeah. adam schefter doesn't just report anything no, when he hears he rumblings when he hears stuff that he knows is going to be true he's going to report it yep so the fact that it came from him i'm a little concerned in cleveland <laughs> as to what yeah. your mindset is to try to go after a former po- politician as your next head yeah, coach, who has zero secretary of state, <laughs> who has no experience in the NFL whatsoever, other than being a fan. Yeah. Well, again, like I said, she does have experience with football, but she doesn't actually. I don't think she's ever been a coach or anything. Right, so. and that—that's what I meant. Like, not necessarily the fact that she doesn't know yeah. anything about football. It's the fact that she's never held a football coaching job. Well, I mean, again, as as we've seen recently, you don't necessarily have to be qualified to uh, to get the job. So, anyway, <laughs> but uh, so we are going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we are going to make our picks for week number twelve. God, I had to think about that for a second. Man, we're struggling tonight. Um, and it's we are the all- most cold havingest time of the year. Okay, anyway. You, you, you stop that. It's not even Thanksgiving yet. You put that in your back pocket. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've been in so many retail environments lately that it just kind of seeped into my into my. If you, if you start singing Mariah Carey, I'm going to have to slap you. All I want for Christmas is you. Ooh, <laughs> Ravens. Oh, wait, wait. No, who is he, who's he coaching for again? We just talked about this. Who are you oh. referring to? Hugh Jackson. 
Oh, he's the assistant coach in uh in Cincinnati. Oh yeah. Ooh, Bengals. <laughs> Ooh, Bengals. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, all I want for Christmas is Hugh. Anyway, and yeah. You are an absurd human being. Anyway, I've got a parody Christmas song that I'm going to release in a couple of weeks that you guys are going to either love or really hate because it's not relevant see, anymore. Really, see now, now instead of our episode being called Turkey Turkey Gobble Gobble, it's got to be now. All I want for Christmas is Hugh. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, it has to be now. <laughs> I'll I'll think about it. <laughs> D- damn it, Ron. Uh, okay. Anyway. All right, and so we'll be right back. Stay tuned for more. Hey listener, Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co-host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Boys from the underground. And welcome back, everybody, from our first break. Um... Before we jump into our game picks, we completely forgot we had a brain fart. We forgot to mention the horrible, horrible leg injury that Alex Smith sustained in the game on Sunday. Um, did you see what happened, Ron? I did. And uh, there's a kind of a weird coincidental thing to go along with this in that it happened 33 years to the day after the same exact injury happened to uh, Joe Theismann. So... If you, and uh, Joe, if Thi- you and Joe Theismann it. was at the game too. Oh wow, that's uh, that's unfortunate. But yeah, and so if you uh, if you haven't seen the actual video, all you need to do is remember what happened to Joe Theismann, and uh, that's pretty much it, what happened. And on a side note, um, the other kind of crazy fact is Joe Theismann at that game time, like when he had the injury, was mm-hmm. thirty three years old. Alex oh, wow. Smith was thirty three years old. Wow. Illuminati confirmed. Oh, it's okay. uh, it's crazy. The amount of stars that aligned <laughs> when this thing happened is pretty remarkable. Yeah, it would have been even like more interesting if it was like at the same time in the game. Like then it would have been like just astronomical. It's still crazy that it happened. Like the fact that like it was thirty three years later to the day, and it was pretty much like the same exact injury, and they're the same age and like all that kind of stuff when it happened to him. I don't know. Either way, yeah. best wishes to Alex Smith. Hopefully, you know, recovers from this and he can continue to play because I looked friggin' nasty. Yeah, his uh, his foot went the other way, and I, I don't think. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not a doctor, but I yeah. don't think it's supposed to do that. No, I don't think that your your leg is supposed to look like you're playing goalie in the NHL. Um, just you know, regularly. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Could you imagine uh, if you had a knee, an extra knee, like on on your calf? Like Ugh. and you could bend your leg like that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, so Ron, do you want to le- lead the charge here for our game picks? Absolutely, because I feel like you guys give the best kind of commentary, and um, yeah, I think that would be good to have you uh, comment on these games. So uh, we already picked our uh, our Thursday matchup, which uh, you know it's going to be the Thanksgiving games. We had the Chicago at Detroit. We had Washington at Dallas. And Atlanta at New Orleans, so if you want to hear our picks for those, just feel free to go back and listen to our last episode, because we talked about it kind of at length. Um, 
So our first matchup on Sunday, which is the 25th, uh, coming in on CBS at 1 o'clock in the afternoon is the newly fresh and probably Josh Allen having... Yeah, that makes sense. That's that's what people say. Josh Allen's coming back to uh, to play, and the Bills are coming off the bye week, and they're going to be going up against their old coach, Doug Marone, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like I said, 1 o'clock CBS. And this is the cheapest game of the week, if you can believe that, according to ESPN. Okay, Roman Reigns. <laughs> Tickets cost uh, $12 a piece. There's 3000 wow. available. So, yep. Um, and anyway. it's in Jacksonville or Buffalo? It's in Buffalo, New Era Field. So mm. it's, I could literally go to this game if I wanted to and sit in the bleachers, but uh, or sit in the you know nosebleeds, whatever. Um, I don't think I want to though, because I'm already sick, and the last thing I want to do is sit out in the cold while I'm sick. So anyway, who do you got winning this game, Dan? You know, when I was looking at the matchups for next week, I was a uh, little little. This is a tough uh, call for me because you know after seeing how Jacksonville just played this past weekend, they looked good. For ninety five percent of the game, but when it counted the most, they kind of coughed it up at the end. Um, yeah, I think with Josh Allen back, I think it's a different Bills team, and I think the Bills win this game. Yeah, um, I actually have to agree with you for once. I don't usually pick the Bills, but I feel like they've got a pretty good opportunity here. I mean, Jacksonville's coming off of that you know, really disappointing loss, but uh, I think the Buffalo is going to come into this. They're going to be refreshed. They've got their quarterback back and uh i think that they probably come away with the win too but i think it's also going to be a really close game so uh, also i wouldn't be surprised if jacksonville completely implodes the rest of the season because you know leonard fournette's great but there's talk that they're going to trade jalen ramsey wow well i wouldn't blame him honestly that guy seems like he has a really big mouth for you know somebody on a team that's not doing that well and, he reminds uh, me of like that... a young richard sherman just with yeah. a bigger mouth yeah i imagine that kind of attitude doesn't really help you know, especially when you got milk toast Doug Marone as your head coach. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, moving right along, we got the next game, Battle for Ohio. We've got the Cleveland Browns going into Cincinnati, play the Bengals uh, at one o'clock again on CBS. And uh, I don't know who who do you have in this game, Dan? I got to go with Cleveland. Uh, considering Cleveland kind of really just showed their stripes by going into Atlanta. Oh, actually, sorry at home against Atlanta and beating a really stout Falcons team. Cincinnati yeah. is just they can't buy a win right now. Well, I mean they could, but it it wouldn't it would only be like a partial win. Um let's be honest, they didn't go to the Bill Belichick school of uh te- of uh coaching, so You know what? I don't appreciate that. It's been years since that happened. Let's move on. Uh, Well, that we know of. Anyway, go on. Oh, for for God's sakes. Salty Bills fan. That's all that is. Uh, I I still got got to go with the Browns in this game. Yeah, I agree. I think that Cincinnati just is falling apart right now, which is really surprising because I feel like at the beginning of the season, they kind of they had a lot of potential. And uh, then it just kind of fell apart for them. So I'm going to go with the Browns as well. I think that they keep edging closer to that, you know, really low hanging fruit of maybe a wild card this year. Um, moving right along, we come to an AFC East matchup. Um, if you want to even call it a matchup, we've got the New England Patriots coming in against the New Orleans or the sorry, the New York Jets. I I've been saying New Orleans so much. I just yeah they should relocate though honestly they'd probably get a better fan base tom 
Um, <laughs> so we got the Patriots coming in, uh, playing against the Jets at MetLife Stadium, and uh, it's going to be one o'clock on CBS. Uh, Dan, do I even have to ask you who's going to win this game? No, that, that that would be a negative. Um, okay, so we both agree it's the Jets. All right, cool. All right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, uh, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, no, pa- Patriots in a route. It, it, yeah, Jets are banged up on both sides of the ball. They can't protect Sam Darnold, and Darnold's been throwing picks like giving up flyers at a at a Walmart. I mean, he's he's just been awful the past couple been, weeks. Been throwing picks like a certain uh, like a certain Bills ex Bills quarterback. Nathan <laughs> Peterman, Nathan <laughs> Peterman, <laughs> right down Peterman Lane. <laughs> That's a teaser for things to come. Uh, yeah, I think New England wins this, and uh, I think they do it easily, but I don't know, man. Didn't they play earlier this year already, and it was, like, pretty close? They did, but that was back when the Jets kind of, like, had some moxie to them. This was actually after oh, yeah. the the Lions had beat the Pats. Oh, the Chiefs just recovered a fumble. Sorry. Just, uh, just a side note there. We're watching the game as we're recording this, so, um... Yeah, I mean, I feel like the Jets have really fallen off. I thought that they had a lot of potential going into this year. You know, new quarterback, new system, all that kind of stuff. And they looked like they were doing really well at first, too. I mean, they came out in the first game and they blew out the Lions, like, what, 41 to nothing, 41 to 10 or something? I don't know. But something like, along those lines. They look great. And then, like, man, it's just been it's been uphill from there for them. Um, Been really tough. Um, Anyway. Yeah, New England wins this easily. And uh, moving along, we've got the uh, matchup for the uh, NFC. Is this East or North? Because I keep getting them mixed up uh, uh, between the Giants and the and the. Uh, that's Eagles. the East. East. My mistake. All right, so we got the Giants going in against the Philadelphia Eagles. One o'clock on Fox. Um, who do you got winning this one? Sorry, <laughs> I'm also watching the game. Got distracted. Uh, you said it was the Giants against who? Oh, I can't hear you. Hold on a second. I got to disconnect and reconnect. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Was it the Giants against the Eagles, he said? Giants and the Eagles, yep. Eagles' defense is completely in shambles at at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. They're just getting routed on every every game that they play. I got to go with the Giants. Um, Saquon Barkley is, is, the, is the next big thing. No, he's not Brock yeah. Lesnar, but he is the next big thing. Um, he's know. really amazing to watch. Yeah. Oh, the Chiefs tied it up. They're about to actually go ahead. Um, Yeah, I have to agree with you. I think that the Giants are going to win this one as well. I mean, Philadelphia last week just got completely destroyed by the Saints. They lost by 41 points. That's the defending Super Bowl champions losing by 41 points to the New Orleans Saints. Like, that's crazy when you think about it. I don't know what happened with Philadelphia because I haven't been following them too closely. But, man, that's... That's a hard pill to swallow. Uh, I think that the Giants come in. I think they win it. I think that they're still riding high after that really close win over Tampa Bay. And I think you're right. I think Saquon Barkley tears it up. So, all right, moving right along, we've got another NFC battle. We've got the San Francisco 49ers going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 1 o'clock on Fox. And um, I don't know, man. This game seems like it's... uh, Kind of one of those, you know, dollar bin battles or something like that, which is not what I was expecting to say at the beginning of the year, um, you know, because Tampa Bay started out so hot. But what do you think, Dan? Who do you think's going to win? Man, this is a tough one because I really like uh, how George Kittle 
is playing. He's just been playing lights out. Um, but the question is, who does he have thrown to him? If it's C.J. Beathard, I think Cincinnati. Uh, oh my God, I think San Francisco wins. But if it's um, Mullins throwing the bottle to him, I think Tampa Bay routes him. And yeah. um, I think with Winston at quarterback, I think Winston has like this more like I got something to prove mentality. And as soon as he came oh, yeah. into this game this past week against the, the Giants, he just came out firing. Yeah. Uh yeah, I agree. I think that uh I think that Winston is going to come out and he's going to be like a house on fire essentially. Um at the same time, we've got San Francisco coming in off the bye. So, they might be a little bit more well rested. Um I don't know. I feel like they were starting to like starting to see a little bit something, you know, going out of the uh going out a couple weeks ago. And, uh, you know, maybe they've had some time to make that chemistry kind of uh, connect a little bit better. Um, I think it could be a really close game, but I have to agree. I think that Jameis Winston has a uh, has a chip on his shoulder and he's got to, uh, you know, show that he's the man for the job in Tampa Bay. Prove some of the haters wrong. Come out here and beat down the uh, San Francisco 49ers who are not doing that great right now either. So, yeah, no, you're right. Tampa no, they're, they're, well. they're they're struggling um, for sure. Struggling but to I get a win. That, yeah, I think that, I think that San Francisco right now looks like they have more potential than Tampa Bay, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm just some guy with a podcast. So, uh, moving right along, uh, we've got the Seattle Seahawks going to Carolina to play against the Panthers, one o'clock again on Fox. Um, Dan, what do you got in this one? You know, th- this is a tough one because you know Seattle just came off a humongous win on Thursday against the Packers. I mean, that couldn't that that probably will change the momentum of their, of their whole season. Uh, yeah, and then you got a Panthers some, team yeah. who is struggling to close out games. And, you know, and they, they kind of got embarrassed a little bit by Detroit this past weekend. And yeah. I feel like they have something to prove. So it's really interesting. you got a team riding high in Seattle, and then you got another team who's like, we, we need to bounce back. We need a big game. So this could go either way. And uh, who's, who's the home team? Uh, I believe it's Carolina. Let me just double check really quick. Uh, um yes carolina then i pick carolina i i think i think for me like the the game itself you know the tie goes to the home team and i think in this case it's got to be carolina if this game was in seattle that's uh, seattle would have just destroyed carolina but i know i picked carolina in the past couple weeks and it has not gone so well for me because they've lost both weeks in a row but they got to bounce back at some point and having the home field advantage having the hometown crowd should help them, but I think it's gonna be close. I think it's gonna be a one, one between a one and a three point uh, finish in this game. Yeah, it's kind of like that law of averages mixed in with like the twelfth man or something like that, right? Right. Um. So, I mean, I could see this game going either way as well, but I feel like I've got to go with Seattle. I think that if they're you know riding high off of that win, Carolina's been having trouble closing out games. I think that's just kind of. I think that's the way that this game is going to go. I think Seattle's going to win, and I think it's going to be close, but I'm going with the Seahawks on this one. All right, next game, we've got Oakland. The Raiders going into Baltimore to play against the Ravens. This is actually the second cheapest game of the week at uh, $20 a pop. So, um, yeah, I can understand why. I mean, Baltimore is 5-5. Five and five. Oakland is, what, like 2-7 and seven or something like that? Uh, they are 2-7, uh, and seven, yes. Yeah. So, who do you got winning this one? Who's Who's improving their crappy record? Uh, man, I I really don't know. Uh, I I think at this point I'm picking Baltimore. 
because they've just shown me a little bit more on offense. Um, just Oakland, honestly, if if like I said in our first segment, I, if I were them, I wouldn't be winning any more games. Um, no, I I I, th- I think I think it's got to be Baltimore in this game. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I think Baltimore wins, and honestly, I don't even know if it's like a tough win for them because I mean they at least have some you know shimmer like some kind of like um there's something there on offense sometimes oakland is just kind of like atrocious a lot of the time so i'm also going with uh with baltimore on this one um next up we got arizona going up against the la chargers um in uh in la so it's gonna be at 405 on fox um dan we got the chargers coming in off a tough loss and the cardinals well just being bad who do you who do you got in this one? Do I even have to ask? Chargers, Chargers, and uh, let me think about. Oh yeah, Chargers. Yeah, I agree. I think that Philip Rivers has a field day. I think that if you have him in your league, you start him because you're probably never going to get more points than this in in the rest of the season. So I, I think I'm you got to start him too. just going forward. He put up 400 yards passing in a loss. Yeah. How often I mean, times do you say that? So that's why I tell people like all the time. So like a couple weeks ago when we were talking about LA and you know everybody was ragging on Philip Rivers, I was like, "Do produces points though." So I I agree. I think that you do have to start him pretty much if you have him, you know, if he's not going up against like let's say the Patriots or something like that, you start Philip Rivers. So um yeah. Anyway, I don't know, I don't remember what the point of that rant was, but we're moving right along. Uh, we've got next the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers going into the Mile High City, playing against Denver and the uh, Broncos. Yeah, that made sense. Anyway, um, <laughs> this cold medicine is starting to uh, really kick in. Um, Dan, who's winning? You know, I really like the Broncos in this game. Uh, I like the way that they played against the Chargers. They got really gritty, just a t- tough game that they played. Um, and the fact that they were able to somewhat contain Melvin Gordon, that really, uh, that really, uh, made me have a lot of faith in them in the, in this one. Um, so I, I'm going to go with Denver in this game. All right. I think that's a pretty solid pick. I'm going to disagree with you though. I think I'm going to go with Pittsburgh because I mean, that team again, just looks really legitimate. Um, I think Denver had a pretty good week last week too, if I remember correctly, but I think that uh I think Pittsburgh has just been on a roll lately. I don't remember they just barely squeaked by with that win last week. Um but I think this week they get their heads back straight and you know they they take that as a wake up call and I think they come into Denver and I think they win. Um next up we've got the Miami Dolphins going up against the Indianapolis Colts. Dan, you know what I'm going to ask at this point. 425 CBS who's coming away with this one? Man this is a this is an interesting game because you know I was I actually have a scenario regarding uh, one of the teams in this game later on in our fantasy football corner. Mm-hmm. I really like the way Indianapolis is playing. I really like the way they're playing on both sides of the ball. And my goodness, has Andrew Luck looked stellar or what? Well, he just got T. Y. Hilton back, right? Like not that no, long ago. No, T.Y. Hilton's been there the past couple of weeks, but I think he's now 100% healthy, and yeah. I think that's why T.Y. had a, to say the least, a crazy uh, fantasy football day. Yeah, he had 155 yards. He was the receiving leader in the game. So Yeah, and he also know. had two touchdowns? 
Something like that. Yeah, yeah, pretty good day. It's it's very rare to see Indianapolis perform that well. So I'm uh I think that they're definitely turning things around. And I think I have to agree with you. I think that Indianapolis comes in and I think that they uh I think they beat the they I think they squish the fish, you know? I don't know. Miami's been like middling all year and like I know Indianapolis isn't really like the next big team or anything like that, but I just have a lot more faith in Indianapolis beating Miami than the other way around, so I'm going with Indianapolis as well. Um, next up, we got the Sunday night game on NBC, 8.20 p.m. It's a big game, too. We've got an NFC North division rivalry between the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings, and it's going to be in Minneapolis. Dan, who's winning? Packers by a field goal. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Uh, I, th- um, I think I think them losing to Seattle in the way that they did, I think they're going to come out uh, like a lot of uh, a lot of teams this upcoming weekend have a lot to prove and a, a big gold chip on their shoulder. Yeah, and I and I think Aaron Rodgers is the difference maker. Uh, That's Kirk fair. Cousins looked really flustered last week. Um, granted, well, actually, should I say last week, last night? Um, yeah. And it seemed like the the pocket was collapsing on him a lot in that game. Um, yeah. So I expect Green Bay to get after Cousins, and I expect uh, Rogers to air it out, and I think he's going to uh, have a have a good day against against Minnesota. Yeah, I think that um, I think that makes sense. I think that Rogers is going to make a much uh, bigger difference um, than you know maybe people think. Um, I don't know why I would think that because he always makes a huge difference, but you know. Um, I'm trying to look at the Minnesota defense right now and kind of get an idea for where they like match up with everybody else. Um, Vikings defense pass ranking. Let's see. Cause do, do, do. Okay. I, for some reason I can't find the exact thing. Anyway, I was going to say essentially that like it all kind of depends on how good Minnesota's uh, passing defense is, but I mean, they're five, four and one, they're kind of middle of the road, and I don't know. I imagine that it's not going to be very easy for them to solve somebody like Aaron Rodgers. So I think I got to go with Green Bay as well, but I think it's going to be a close game, like you said. Um, it might be the 12th man thing, you know, again, just kind of swings it for him. So I'm going with Green Bay, but I think it's tenuous at most. And and, uh, and like you had just said, though, you know, in regards to the 12th man, I, I think the di- a difference maker other than Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones has kind of really showed up as a relevant running back one, not only in fantasy, but just in football in general. Uh, He's really shown me something. Not only can he run the ball between the tackles, but he can really catch the ball out of a backfield and and run it a good ways. Um, I see him having a really good day. Yeah, I I think you're right. I think you're absolutely correct. Um, Moving on, we've got the Monday night football game. Of the week, we've got the Tennessee Titans going up against the Houston Texans. Tennessee, obviously coming in off of a tough loss to Indianapolis. They got just absolutely whooped, 38-10. And then we got Houston coming in, and they're responsible for, you know, breaking, uh, who's this name? Uh, Mariota. We just talked about him. Oh, no, no. Uh, oh, Houston Alex Smith. broke uh, Alex Smith's leg, yeah. I'm sorry. I, for some reason, I spaced on it, even though, you know, like I said, this cold medicine's starting to, starting to kick in. Um they just barely squeaked by in Washington. So, Dan, who do you think is going to win this one? Because it looks like Tennessee has been having a lot more offensive success than Houston. But, I don't know. That could change any given Sunday. 
something. I I, I got to go with um, Houston on this one. I think their pass rush is better. I think their offense is better. Uh, Tennessee just looks stagnant this week on um, on offense. You know, yeah. my, my start of the week. I'm sorry to anybody who listened to my advice and started Corey Davis because you know what? I started him. I was like, Indy's defense isn't that good. He'll have a good day. He'll get you at least a dozen points. Mm-hmm. Not even close. He had uh he had three. <laughs> <laughs> Wh- oh, that's whoops. close. It's almost the same thing. <laughs> um, I think I have to go with Houston on this one. Um, just because I think that their defense is just amazing right now. Um, I think that Tennessee coming in and winning that game might have been, or sorry, losing that game rather. Um, never mind. I was gonna say it might have been a little bit fluky, but they lost big time. Um, that kind of changes my prediction a little bit. I feel like they come in and they play, you know, like a team possessed, and uh, you know, I I think they try their hardest. They want to, you know, get back and you know make their fans happy, but they're also on the road. And against a very intimidating Houston team, so um, I'm still going to go with Houston, but I think it might be a little bit closer than I was going to give it credit uh, previously. So, okay, and then moving along to our last game of the week, we've got the game on Thursday, November 29th. That's going to be between the New Orleans Saints, and they're going to AT&T Stadium in Arlington to play against the Dallas Cowboys. It's going to be at 8:20 on Fox. Um, gonna let you go first, Dan. Who do you think is going to win? Oh man, um. Oh man, Mahomes just threw a pick six in other news. Oh man, I'm getting distracted all over the place. Uh, I know. <laughs> uh, so, oh man, this game. Oh man, why did you go first on this one? I still need to mull this one over a little bit. This one, that's sure. a tough. That's a tough matchup. All right, well, I'll tell you what I think. So, Dallas has been doing better. I'm going to say they've been doing better uh, recently. You know, they came in, they beat Atlanta. Um, they just got Amari Cooper and he's been, you know, proven as, you know, pretty good player at the very least. Um, but new Orleans has been going in and just straight up destroying teams. This is a divisional game, correct? It is not. No, it's not. Cause they're in the NFC East. So yeah, Dallas is the NFC yeah. East. New Orleans is the NFC South, man. None of these, none of these divisions make any sense. Um, Okay, well, I'm still going to say that New Orleans wins this game. I think that even if it's not a division game, it's a very, uh, it's a game that's very close together. It's basically a drive up the highway, if I remember correctly, or, you know, some approximation of that. So I think they want to, you know, come in there and, you know, humiliate Dallas on their own turf. So I'm going with the Saints, and I think they win by at least 20. What do you think, Dan? Oh, wow. So you're calling a a 20-point win? I'm just going by history at this point. Like... I don't I don't necessarily know what Dallas is looking at, honestly, but I mean New Orleans has been just monstrous the last couple of weeks. So uh, I, I think I, I think yeah. you're uh, you're not giving Dallas the benefit of the doubt. I think their defense is much better than New Orleans. Oh, and really? I say I, I say I say Dallas beats them by a field goal. Wow. And it's gonna be on the back of Ezekiel Elliott. I that think he's true. the difference maker. I think you're right. I think that if Dallas does have a chance, it's going to be because of Zeke. Um, I still don't see New Orleans losing this or even by that close. So anyway, <laughs> um, so let's take our next break. And when we come back, we're going to give you our fantasy football 
starts and sits. And as I understand, Dan has a scenario or two that he wants to run by me. So uh, we'll don't be right don't back. forget don't forget we're gonna oh, also yes. reveal our winners. Yes, who are yes, going to the going finals? To, yeah, we're going to reveal who who you guys voted on to represent the AFC and the NFC in the Change Your Stripes tournament. Now, I I know on a side note, like I know that I said that we were going to have like the debate tonight, but since Kyle couldn't join us, we're going to save it for for the next episode. So sorry about you guys who are looking forward to that, but you guys are you're in for a treat regardless if and, anything uh, I, you I can promise. always just bit and blame kyle yeah exactly i promise it'll be worth your wait though so anyway we'll be right back stay tuned don't go anywhere yeah stay tuned all right you don't listen to the heavyweight jumps well they're only the greatest podcast that wrestles with pop culture you don't believe us well, listen to some of their fans And for those of you that don't speak cricket, here's our translator, Mr. Harlan T. Bobo. It's like cotton candy in my ears right now, man. (laughs) The Heavyweight Chumps. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Every Monday and Thursday, same fat time, same Same fat fat channel. channel. Welcome back from our final break, everybody. That was a good break. Yeah, it was a real good break. Break me up a piece of that Kit Kat bar. What? What? (laughs) Took some more of that cold medicine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Took more of that cold medicine. Make them a little more loopy. Here we go. A little bit bit crazier. (laughs) Uh, So now we jump in to the fantasy football corner. It's the Fantasy Football Corner with Dan, Ron, and Kyle. Who should you start? Who should you sit? Why do people play this comparatively boring version of Dungeons & Dragons? Find out in the Fantasy Football Corner. So before we get to our starts and sits, uh, for this week, I wanted to quick review the starts and sits from last week. And since he's oh, not really? here, why not? Let's let's poke a little fun at Mr. Why Kyle. Poke a fun? Why would we do that? So his start for the week was Golden Tate, which is actually a pretty reasonable start, considering he um, was going up against New Orleans, and New Orleans' pass defense is not the best. Um, yeah. Golden Tate ended up with 6.4 points. He had one rush for negative eight yards. Ouch. He had Oof. five receptions on eight targets for 48 yards. So, I mean, he was targeted a lot. He was he almost had double-digit targets on the game. Um, mm. But it's just like he couldn't really turn it, in, turn it into much because the Saints defense, they really showed up this past weekend. Um, right. Uh, on, a, on a more sour note, Kyle s- said, hey, Everybody, if you got Leonard Fournette, how about you sit him? What I actually wish I had told Kyle last week and wish I could tell him this week is that uh, Leonard Fournette in two career games against the Pittsburgh Steelers has five rushing touchdowns against them, and, and, that's, oh. and that's in two games. Yeah. That's a pretty good stat line. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. And I think it continued because he had 28 rushing attempts for 95 yards and a touchdown. And then he had two receptions on two targets for 46 yards. He ended up with 21.1 points. 
Wow. I'd say that's a, <laughs> I'd say that's a pretty good sit, Kyle. Good, good work on that one. Good, good sit, good sit. Um, next we go to you, my friend. Um, ah, yes, me. You had Doug Martin as your sit a start for the week. He ended up with yeah. six point three points, ten rushes for fifty two yards. Which honestly, that's not a bad average. That's five point two yards a carry. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't looking for him to be like your next big all star or anything, but I just thought he would get some points. <laughs> and, and, and you know, had he gotten maybe another ten rushes, hundred yards rushing right there. So I mean, yeah. I, honestly, yes, the stat line of him getting only six point three points isn't the best stat line, but considering the average uh, yards per carry, that's actually a pretty good set. Uh, sorry, a pretty good start, uh, considering what he ended up with. Yeah. He has, he has moments, I guess. Like I said, I didn't get to catch a single game because I was I was I was taking a nap like literally all of yesterday. Uh, you mean so. taking a coma? Yeah, pretty much. It was kind of nuts. Like I don't know, man. Something like anyway. Cold medicine. Let's go. Continue. <laughs> uh, your sit for the week was Deshaun Jackson against the Giants, um, which is actually I I really actually loved that pick because the Giants secondary has really done a a great job at neutralizing top targets and Deshaun Jackson has been a big target the past couple weeks for both quarterbacks um Mm -hmm. he ended up with 5.8 points four receptions on seven targets for 38 yards no touchdowns so I'd say that was a really good set uh choice for for you my friend I give you a pat on the back on that one see I know how to pick the players that you shouldn't play but I don't know how to pick the players that you should (laughs) that's because most of my team is made up of players that you shouldn't play (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, and as for me, my start for the week was Corey Davis. Womp womp. All right. Womp womp. He, he, uh, he had been on fire the last two weeks. And I said, ride the hot hand. Colts defense isn't that great. He'll get at least a dozen. And he finishes with 3.9. Well, you know, close. It was, uh, it was a quarter of that. He, he had know. two receptions on four targets for 30 yards. And I agree with you. I think that uh, he was doing well all um, all the first first two quarters, maybe the halfway, uh, it was up until about halfway through the second quarter when um Mariota got hurt. Okay, and then they had to bring in Blaine Gal- Gabbert. Kyle knows yeah. a lot about Mister Gabbert. He was a, a former Forty Nine er. What and no. and I, I he just couldn't hit anybody, and it, they just got yeah. routed. Uh, and I was saying to myself, oh, they're down twenty seven. They'll throw the ball a lot. <laughs> so that really worked uh, out well. Thanks for thanks for that one, Tennessee. Way to go, Mike Vrabel. Yeah, man, it would have been nice if they had maybe signed somebody like oh, I don't know, Colin Kaepernick. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you should go. Maybe, maybe you should go and maybe you should go and work out for the uh, for the Washington racist names. Oh, wait a second. No, I I I forgot. They they just signed Mark Sanchez <laughs> to be their starter. Oh my God. Yeah. So uh, if you need an, you know, any kind of evidence for you know collusion for your case, there you go, Cap. <laughs> Mark Sanchez is going to be a starter in the NFL in 2018. I don't even remember him playing like since I don't know maybe 2012. So, well, I actually, know. I think they brought him in as the backup because um, McCoy looked yeah, pretty good. Right. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, um, my sit for the week was Jordan Howard, which I thought was a pretty uh, solid. Solid pick. He ended up with uh, 15 rushes for 55 yards, one reception on one target for two yards. 
because right. the Minnesota defense is pretty stout. Their run defense is pretty good. Um, so I give myself a pat on the back on that one because um, I sat him in almost all my leagues. So now we go to our starts and sits for this week. Um, right. I did actually through the grapevine. Uh, we did get the picks from Kyle. We appreciate that. Uh, it took him long enough. Uh, we uh, He has, oh boy, this is interesting. Uh, in typical 49er fashion, his start for the week is Matt Breda. Oh. And, and his sit for the week is Aaron Rodgers. Okay. That's, um, huh. I, I don't know if I can agree with the Aaron Rodgers sit, but that's definitely unique. And, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have no idea what he's thinking sitting Aaron Rodgers when Mitch Trubinsky yeah. just had a pretty good day. Yeah, I am. I have no idea. That's uh, huh. <laughs> that's something. So, who do uh, you have for your starts and sits for this week? So, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and this is kind of this could go one way or the other. So, you know, take this advice at your own risk. Um, I'm gonna say my start for this week is going to be Jameis Winston, who's going up against the San Francisco 49ers. And I feel like it's going to be like, uh, I mean, we talked about earlier, he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. I think that he wants to be the man in Tampa Bay. And I think that this week he's finally going to prove that he deserves that job. And my sit for this week. um, So this was kind of a weird one for me because, I mean, coming up, we've got a battle of, you know, division rivals between the Giants and the Eagles. Um, and you know, everybody, when they come into games like those, you know, you want them to play hard and everything, but I, unless you have no other options, I don't see any reason why you should start Golden Tate this week. So I'm going to say sit Golden Tate and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much. And that's against the Giants, correct? That's against the Giants. I mean, it could go really well for him. I'm going with two really risky picks this week because it could be, it could go completely differently. You know, I said to sit a receiver against the Giants last week and i mean yeah he didn't do that great but you never know every week is different so i mean i'm still gonna say sit golden tate against the giants though so uh, i i do like the golden tate pick the winston pick i also like because san francisco can get be can be beat um with the pass and you know you had a guy like mike evans who just went berserk this past week had one of his best games of the season as soon as Winston entered the game. So don't be surprised if that trend continues and Winston just throws for a ton of yardage. Um, I will say this, uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of going off on a tangent with my starts and sets because I've never done this before. Uh, Usually when I pick this type of um, play, I usually pick one and then the other one I kind of switch it up. But I'm going with two defenses, one start and one set. My start for the week is a pretty obvious one. It's probably going to be the top waiver wire ad in, in all leagues if they're not oh, already Bills? owned, and that is the New England Patriots defense against the oh, New okay. York Jets. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, pretty obvious. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, because uh, I don't think they're owned in many leagues, mainly because I think people who stream defenses week to week, uh, mm-hmm. they needed a defense for this week, so they dropped the pass. If you need a defense for this week, Go and uh, just just snag the Pats back up because not only do they have the Jets this week, but they do have the Bills later on down the line, and they also have the Dolphins again. Yeah. Uh, so do not be surprised if they put up a couple division. really good performances on defense the next couple weeks. 
Um, my sip for the week is also a pretty obvious one. Uh, they have just been shredded on defense. I think negative points the last couple weeks, and I think the trend will continue. People might not expect it out of the defending Super Bowl champs, but they are going to get shredded by this Giants team. The Philadelphia Eagles defense is my is my sit for the week. Interesting. And but I that makes I, sense. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the if the Giants put up thirty, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles end up with like another negative matchup. So don't yeah. be surprised if the Eagles puts up another another junk performance. Yeah, I agree. I think that's very good. Uh, very, I think those are very, very solid picks. So, yeah. So, um, do you have any scenarios for us before I get into mind? Do I have any? Um, you know what? I'm gonna let you go first. I'm gonna like span my uh, my teams and see, you know, get some legitimate advice on like who I should start and who I should sit. So I'm gonna go with you first, Dan. All right, that sounds like a plan. All right, so my first scenario: who is going to have more fantasy? F- points this week you got mike evans against san francisco mm-hmm. or stefan diggs against green bay um i think that you gotta go with evans in this one i think that green bay is going to be trying to play really hard and uh i think they're gonna you know have a have much better chance of winning than uh than um gosh why can't i think about uh than tampa bay or sorry not tampa bay uh than san francisco so I think that uh, I think that Winston's going to be looking for uh, for him a lot more for Evans a lot more. All right, you know I, I was actually hoping again, you'd or... say that. Um, <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make sure because the way you sat there silent, like I was just like, uh, did I say something? <laughs> uh, <bad?"> bro, <laughs> hello. Uh, uh, my last scenario is who is the better flex play this week? Nick mm-hmm. Chubb against Cincinnati. Or Calvin Ridley against New Orleans. Um, I feel like playing anybody against New Orleans right now is a bad call, just because they're doing so well. Um, so I think that by default I've got to go with Nick Chubb. Um, I think that Cincinnati is definitely more vulnerable than New Orleans, and I think there's a lot more potential there. Plus, he's a pretty good player, so I'm going with Chubb. Yeah, I think I think that's the same. Uh... Oh my god! I think that's the same person that I would pick as well. Um, yeah. So, so what do you got for me? You got anything for me? Um, I think I've got one for you. So I'm also looking at the flex position right now, and I'm wondering who you would play between Zach Ertz from Philadelphia, who's going up against the New York Giants, and let's say Sterling Shepard from the New York Giants, who's going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. I will say this: If you're playing Zach Ertz in your flex spot, uh, you have a stacked team. Just, just I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say that. Um, yeah. But between the two, I know Ertz had such a bad week this uh, this past week. But I'm I, I got to go with Sterling Shepard. Uh, I I think he's gonna have a better day. Tampa Bay's, um, I mean Tampa Bay, uh, he exposed them a little bit. Like he he did have a pretty decent day against them. And I yeah. think Philadelphia, like I said, their just defense is just in shambles. And I think the Giants' defense—they know how to defend big tight ends. Um, yeah, I know. Granted, the Saints didn't have the greatest tight ends. I mean, they have Ben Watson and then a couple other um, guys who were just coming into the league. But I got—I got I to go with Sterling Shepard in that one. I think I have to agree with you as well. Um, just because I don't really trust Philadelphia's quarterback situation right now or pretty much anything else on that team. 
um you know come on and you know be super bowl champions and then fall off so quickly like yeah i don't know man i don't i don't trust that team right now um yeah that's the only one i got right now so (laughs) i'll try to do better and have maybe some next week but i don't know kyle's gonna be back and he's usually a lot better at uh picking those things than i am so yep not a problem my friend not a problem well that is gonna do it for this episode oh wait a minute i jumped the gun i jumped the the gun (laughs) i jumped the gun i completely forgot slow your roll sunny jim (laughs) okay so this is the moment you've all been waiting for the change of stripes tournament finals and we're going to announce those teams that are going to the finals right now guys here we go this is the, this is where it matters most this is going to be where we pick the team that i'm going to be cheering for at least for the rest of the season and the finals were between on the nfc side we had the chicago bears going up against the la rams and on the afc side we had the kansas city chiefs going up against the los angeles chargers who i almost called the san diego chargers again so dan Yes, sir. Are you are you are you ready to hear what teams you'll be debating with with Kyle next week? That would be he's not here this that'll week. That would be super. All right, cool. I'm glad you're so enthusiastic. <laughs> I am enthusiastic. I'm very know, excited about this. I know. So didn't really have the turnout that we wanted. Oh wow, the Chiefs just fumbled it, and it's still going, still going back past the fifty, and the Rams recover. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, got a little bit distracted there. So, uh, we didn't have the turnout that we wanted, really, in terms of, like, votes, but we had 10 votes on each side, and the results were surprising, at least to me. Um, In the first matchup between the Chiefs and the Chargers, the Kansas City Chiefs ran away with it, got 90% of the vote between Facebook and Twitter. 90%. (laughs) That's that's pretty crazy. That's, That's pretty nuts. Like... I'm actually kind of surprised that the Chargers even got one per, like the 10%, but like man, people like the Chiefs right now. And then in the NFC, last week you may recall we had a tie between the Bears and the Minnesota Vikings. This week we did not have a tie in the first round. The LA Rams came out and they garnered 4 votes, which means that the Chicago Bears are going to the finals of the Changer Stripe tournament to face off against the Kansas City Chiefs. And next week, it's going to be you, Dan. You're going to be debating with Kyle to pick, basically, you know, make me pick who my who my new favorite team is. It's going to be a really tough one, I got to tell you. It's going to be a big, huge, large, sweaty task. <laughs> to help uh, me, well, well, why, wait, know. why does it have to be sweaty? I don't know. I couldn't think of another word. So, Touche. It was sweaty. <laughs> so... Um, as I said, we have to uh, do the ceremonial coin toss. I don't want to do that without Kyle here. So 
next week we're going to determine on the fly which team you guys are going to be arguing for between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Chicago Bears. And uh, whoever successfully argues their point, I'm going to cheer for that team for the rest of the year or until the Bills are good again. I'd so. honestly be okay with either. Uh, I yeah, feel like I can yeah. come up with a good argument for uh, for both teams. Yeah, I agree. They're both really, really hot right now. So next week, guys, we got the Bears versus the Chiefs in the Change Your Stripes tournament finals. So tune in for that. And now, Dan, you can continue with your with your spiel. Oh, oh, oh I'm, I'm, I'm okay now. I'm good. Now you're fine. Uh, I'm good you to can, go. Okay, okay. Tap the accelerator now. The accelerator's <laughs> on the right. <laughs> no, it's on the left. Uh, no, it's on the... Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. You of course it's on the right. Than me. <laughs> Dan, are you driving a European car? What What's yeah. happening? Yeah, um, right. <laughs> uh, now... That's going to do it for this week's episode of Ride the Pine. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Ride the Pine Pod. Also, make sure to check out our t shirts on T Public. Uh, Rom, what is the link for T Public? It is www.tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash Ride the Pine. Actually, let me double check really quick because I think it might be Ride the Pine Pod. Tpublic.com. Yes, it is actually tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash Ride the Pine Pod. So disregard everything I just said. Oh, uh, they plan on it. Uh, they, yeah, no doubt. Um, again, thank you to our listeners and uh, everyone who interacts with us on Instagram. We love hearing from our fans and from our supporters. Um, make sure to tune in next week for the final debate of the Change Your Stripes tournament. We're going to do a uh, review of the week that was, week 12, Thanksgiving week, which is always a fun, fun week in the yeah, football season. Yeah, and be sure season. to vote. Be sure to vote, because I'm still going to post a poll who you guys think is going to win or who you guys want to win the uh, Changer Stripes tournament. Yeah, so. please make sure to go out on Twitter and vote, because uh, it, it would really mean a lot to not only uh, us for the show, but for, for, our, for Ron as well. Uh, he yeah. really needs a new team. The Bills are just... yeah. The Bills. Let's, let's, let's be honest. Yeah. And also I'll, send in any fantasy football questions, and I will blatantly disregard them because I'm high on cold medicine. Yeah, that, that that's not good. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully I won't have the cold next week, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely send us your fantasy football questions. And also, if, uh, if you want us to go uh, live on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, whatever, and uh, you guys can uh, ask us any fantasy football questions you want live. Uh, we'd be happy to do that. Just uh, make sure to reach out to us on a, any social media outlet. Um, yep. Again, thanks, Ron, for joining me. I appreciate it, um, as always. And uh, we will see you all next week. For, and have have a great week, you guys. Have a good one, guys. And a happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. <laughs>